Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number 49 of A Yank on the Footy. I'm Craig Bussels from Sandusky, Ohio, and I'm glad that you're listening. I have a slightly shorter episode than normal for you this, uh, this time around. Uh, we don't have any tips to go over this week. But uh, I do, however, have a uh, little request that I'm going to make to you, something I'm going to ask that maybe you can help me out with. I'll get to that in a few minutes. But I uh, wanted to dive into the final round here, round 18, and it is uh, looking like, well, we have our eight teams that are playing finals. We just don't know who happens to be playing whom as of yet. We've got to wait until, uh, well, 5.15 in the morning for me for Port Adelaide and Collingwood to ultimately make the decision on which teams are going to be playing whom. So I think the AFL has to be thrilled that round 18 is literally coming down to the last game. Now, again, we already know who's playing finals. That's, that's a given. That's already established. But we, again, again, don't know who's playing who. You know, For example, is Brisbane going to stay in the number one spot winning the minor premiership, or is Port Adelaide going to win tomorrow against Collingwood and jump back into that spot? Okay. Is Collingwood going to jump up a couple spots from where they are in the eight right now? And, uh, and move up a little? Who knows? We'll know that in about, well, about 12 hours from when I'm recording this. So it has been an, ex- an exciting round, round 18. And I think I said, I think it's everything that the AFL could have wished for. As every single game of the round, except for one, made a difference in determining the final eight. Now, again, we don't know who's playing who as of yet. There were some very close contests. And then there were also some that the outcome wasn't in jeopardy. Okay, the uh, the Hawthorne Gold Gold Coast game pretty much not in jeopardy. The Richmond and uh, Adelaide game really not uh, on the scoreboard, not in jeopardy. But you know, Adelaide still played hard this week. You know, the Hawks they did send Paul Puyopolo and uh, Ben Stratton into retirement with that fifty-six point drubbing of uh, the Suns. And like I was saying, that's the only one that didn't have any direct connection to the finals. Although, you know, I think Hawk supporters are glad to have this season over, to start looking forward to the future, knowing that there are some big changes that are going to be coming to their list, including those two spots for sure. And, you know, the Giants, their 2020 season ended as they got dismantled by the Saints. And uh, this is a club that many of us, I know I did, had them uh, tip to make a long run in the finals, possibly get back to the uh, grand final again this year. And, uh, you know, after they, they thumped the, uh, the Cats back in round one, it's been kind of an up-and-down season until the last seven rounds or so where they lost five out of their last seven games, and they ended up finishing up a game below 500 in the 10th spot on the ladder. Certainly not where the uh, the Giants expected to be, and... Is this a finish, is this a season that's going to make the Giants and their supporters regret bringing Leon Cameron back for a couple more years? I don't know the answer to that question. I don't know. But, uh, you know, they are going to be looking for a new ruck as Sam Jacobs has decided to hang up his boots after this season is done. So wish Mr. Jacobs the best going forward into his uh, into his future. Now, I have to stop here for a minute, and I and I get the under, I, I understand the idea of of professional athletes retiring. I understand that, 
but uh, I'm somebody who is towards the tail end of my teaching career. I've been a teacher now for around 27 years, and typically we have to teach 35 years for our retirement. But I, I started teaching a little bit later than most people did. I did some time in the United States Navy and uh, did some other things before I got into teaching. So a lot of my colleagues who get into education are retiring or have retired at the same age that I am right now. So I have a little bit of work to do before I get to uh, to finish up my teaching career. But you know, it, it's kind of strange to to wish somebody well who literally could be your own child in terms of chronological you know, age, wishing them well in retirement, realizing, well, yeah, you've still got to work another six or seven or eight years yet before you get to be done. So that's just kind of a, that's just one of those things that I have to wrap my head around as I've actually got into this podcast and start addressing retirements, which I'm going to get into a couple more here as we, uh, as we go along. You know, the D's even did what they needed to do to play finals. Okay. They won. They had to get a win. They won. They handled Essendon pretty handily, but they had to, they had to wait for the Dockers and Bulldogs game, and the Bulldogs left little doubt. And I have to tell you, I thought the white uniforms were really sharp that they were wearing yesterday afternoon. You know, they had a uh, they had a hard fought win against the Dockers, which eliminated the D's, so they're out. You know, and I'm and I think I've said this before, and I'm going to go ahead and put this out here right now, and I'm going to have to remind myself to come back to this next year. I think the Dockers are playing finals next year. I think they're going to make it, make it into the eight next year. Don't ask me yet who they're going to supplant, who they're going to bump out. But uh, I haven't thought that far ahead. But I, I just, the way that they've played defense for most of the season, if they can put some more, if they can figure out how to put more points on the scoreboard, I think they're going to be a team that's going to be a force to be reckoned with next year. So I, I, I expect, you know, a, a much better and more significant uh successful year for the Dockers next year. So I'm, I'm going to go ahead and put that out there right now on the 20th of September that the Dockers are going to play finals next year. Now, please hold me accountable. Remind me of that if it doesn't happen, but I think it's going to happen, okay? Now, the uh, the Blues, you know, they played an inspired game against the Lions the other day, but, you know, they'd already been elim- eliminated, but they made the Lions work for it. And this was uh, Cade Simpson's 342nd and final match in the Navy Blues. You know, Brisbane did outclass them ultimately, and they pushed themselves into the spot right now where they they are, at the moment, the minor premiers. If Collingwood wins tomorrow, they stay in that position. If Port Adelaide wins, then they bump back down to the second spot. Again, I wish, you know, Cade Simpson the best of luck going into his, uh, into his future endeavors with retirement. And, you know, to me, as somebody who's coming to the game so late, I'm going to remember Cade Simpson for a video that I found on YouTube that showed him taking a horrific shot in a game where it was extraordinarily obvious that he had suffered a, a severe concussion during the uh, during that contact. And it's, you know, it's it's kind of etched into my mind seeing him laying on the ground and, you know, his, his body convulsing a little bit there. So I wish him well going on to the future. And, and that that really jolted me into the reality of just how hard-hitting this game has been. So, you know, I, I wish him well. The, uh, the Eagles, they got by the Ruse, and the Ruse, you would think, you know, they were, they were really battling for the wooden spoon. And they, they played a, a hard game against the Eagles. Neither one of them scored a lot. 
And let's be honest, you know, the Eagles are, they're decimated with injuries right now. The Eagles, and hopefully for them, they've got time to recover. You know, the, the, the Magpies have had a lot of injuries this year. The Tigers have had quite a few injuries. They had people who hadn't come into the hub, so they were waiting on them. They've had people who have left the hub, not under their, well, I guess on their own volition. But uh, the Eagles have really been hammered with injuries here in the last few weeks. And it remains to be seen whether or not they get healthy enough to compete in their elimination final game because they lost Josh Kennedy in this game to an ankle injury. And, you know, it's going to be about 10 or 12 days before they play again. And we'll see if he's able to get back out there. And we'll see if some of the other injured Eagles are able to uh, to take flight, as you would say if you're telling a really bad joke like I just did there, uh, and get ready for their contest. And one of the options as far as one of the teams that they might be playing, I believe, is the Bulldogs, which uh, should be a great matchup if they end up facing one another. You know, so it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see whether or not they get healthy. And I have to tell you, I, I, I pulled a bit of an all-nighter last night. I, you know, I, I did go to bed and take about a three-hour nap in the early evening, and then I got up at 1 o'clock for the 1.30 start of the, the Cats and Swans game. Well, the Swans certainly showed up at the beginning of the game, but there was an awful lot of concern as to whether or not the Cats were going to show up, and they were going to be rewarding... West Coast with a possible double chance and moving up into the uh, four spot on the uh, on the ladder. Well, the Swans, they played one hell of a game, and I, I was very impressed with them. And that's one of the things, you know, I can say about the Swans and the Crows this year, and, and to an extent the Ruse, but, you know, the Ruse looked overmatched in a lot of games. But Sydney, for the most part, and Adelaide almost every game that I watched, and I think I watched – at least half of their games this year, they played hard. They played really hard. And Sydney was decimated with injuries this year. You know, anybody that had any kind of size was out injured at some point in the season. So they really struggled matching up with teams. But they gave the, the Cats everything they could handle today. Jumped out to a huge lead at the start of the contest. And the Cats you know, battled back. And it was... Uh, it was a nail biter, you know, and, and as you may know, I'm a cat supporter and I, I was not convinced that they were going to be winning. I was figuring out, okay, we fully expected them to, you know, be playing, uh, with having a double chance in their back pocket. You know, and I, I made the assumption that, that they were going to be able to beat the Swans and the Swans, hopefully the Swans did Geelong a favor by giving them such a tough contest there. Okay. But, you know, the Swans are going to be able to build on that and take that into next year, knowing, you know what, we played hard right up until the final whistle. They almost pulled that game back to a draw at the uh, at the end there. And had, you know, Mark Liscavs been just a little bit shorter, that game might have ended up in a 69-69 to draw or a tie game. But uh, fortunately, he was able to get a hand on, on the ball and deflect it, and they were able to get the ball out of the, uh, the forward 50 and run the clock out. But it was a, it was a, uh, a really, really tough contest. And I, I can't do anything but tip my cap to Sydney because they played one whale of a game. Now, I, I think maybe they ran out of energy. You know, they went, they went down a rotation really early in the game when James Bell got that concussion when he banged into uh, Jordan Dawson, but they played hard. And, you know, 
maybe this was the cat's, and I don't know if this phrase is universal, but, uh, you know, knocking the rust off of some things. Because, you know, you had Joel Selwood, who hadn't played in several weeks. You had Gary Ablett Jr., who hadn't been in a game for, what, eight rounds, nine rounds he hadn't played? And came back out and looked like the Gary Ablett of old. And, you know, is this his swan song? Is he stepping away at the end of this year? I have a feeling he's going to. But he played like, you know, Gary Ablett had played all year yesterday afternoon. So hopefully just getting their legs back underneath them. You know, you brought Jack Steven back in who had to play a a much more important role in the midfield because they'd moved uh, they'd moved Patty Dangerfield down down forward. And that worked out very well for them. And, you know, I, I had posted online, I was a little concerned about having Jack Steven in there. I thought maybe it would have been, you know, a wiser move to have uh, Bradley Close out there and have his energy, you know, and his, uh, his you know, tackling ability. And Tom Atkins was banged up a little bit, so he wasn't going to be available. But, you know, Bradley Close has, has played with some frenetic energy here in recent weeks. And I, I was wondering maybe he was going to be a better option. And I was wondering that during the course of the game, was he a better option than, than – uh, Jack Steven, but we got we got past the Swans and uh, and we're moving on, and they're going to be facing either Brisbane at the Gabba or they're going to be going to Adelaide to uh, to face Port. Fortunately, they've uh, they've defeated both of those clubs this year, but unfortunately, both of those clubs remember that they've defeated them already once this year. It's hard enough to beat one, it's hard enough to beat a team once. It's really hard to beat them twice. So hopefully, the Cats get their act together. And, and, and that's me as a cat supporter. Okay, I, it, hopefully it's a great game. But me as a cat supporter, again, of course I'm hoping they win. But, you know, I, th- I think we're in, you know, we're in line for a great finals. I know there's a lot of people who have said, well, we should have, you know, an asterisk because this wasn't a real season. And, and you know, i got to tell you that watching what's going on in uh, Major League Baseball right now, which uh, they're getting ready to put the playoff teams, the finals teams, if you will, into hubs once the regular season is over. It's going to be interesting to see how that works with them because they've been given a little bit more freedom. Yeah, they've kind of had to stay in their hotel, but they've been traveling from city to city. You haven't had all of the teams playing in one city on you know, one field. They've been playing all over the place. You know, So the Cleveland Indians, the team that I support, they've played in Pittsburgh. They've played in Detroit, in Chicago with the White Sox and the Cubs. They've played uh, in St. Louis. They've played in Cincinnati. They've played in Kansas City this year. So, yeah, they've, they've gone all over the place. So it hasn't been where they've kept all of the clubs in one hub or one area. They've been kind of spread out all over the place. So the finals are going to be interesting. And, you know, by the time you've listened to this, we're probably going to have an idea of who's going to be playing against whom. Okay. But at this point in time, as I'm recording this, I don't know that yet. Now, here's the, uh, the situation, Okay. That I, that I wanted to present to you. Again, I wanted to t- kind of take a l- little bit of a different uh, tack to this episode because, again, there's no games to tip. You know, this is being released, uh, you know, we're, we were in the last day of the fixture. The finals are going to be starting right around September 30th, so in about 10 days. And uh, as we're heading into this first round of finals, I'm hoping to hear from you, and I want to hear your thoughts. And my hope is that you'll consider taking a minute or two and creating an audio file, recording, you know, a little bit of audio uh, that you'll send to me 
and I'll give you the 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 link for that in a minute. But I'm hoping to hear from you uh, and uh, and some of the listeners that are out there, and tell me about your uh, your greatest finals memories. You know what what experiences have you had with the finals? What what is memorable to you? And maybe it's a heartbreaking memory. Maybe it's a crushing you know last minute defeat. Maybe it's a thrilling victory at the end. You know maybe you know. Whatever it may be, maybe you're sitting around the, the television at home with your family, and it's a great memory because somebody you know, you know, had some great insight about the game or something of that nature. Or maybe it's your first trip to a grand final at the MZG. But I'd love to hear what your greatest finals memory is. And what I'm hoping to do then is to take these little snippets of audio and include them in an upcoming episode of the podcast, so other people can hear what your ideas are. Okay. So that's what I'm, I'm hoping to have happen. And, uh, you know, if you're interested in doing that, and I'm, I'm hoping to get dozens of people who respond to this and will, you know, take a couple of minutes and send this to me. Um, hopefully you will include your name. You know, it could be just your first name. If you want to give me your last name as well, that's, that's great. You know, where are you from? Which club do you barrack for? And, you know, I would love to hear the story, and I would love to share your story with, other listeners in Australia, listeners here in the United States who are, you know, just starting to discover this game because I'm, you know, I find more and more people, especially on Twitter, I run into more and more people who are just now discovering this game. And a lot of them are young people, people who are 18, 19, 20 years old who are just discovering this game and are realizing, holy cow, this is fantastic. And these, these are folks that, that going down the road can help clubs build up their international membership. And help put more money into the, the coffers of the clubs to help make them more viable. So, you know, I, I think, you know, embracing them and, and sharing stories with them and l- giving them some insight about this great game can only benefit the game in the long run. Plus, it's, you know, it's part of the uh, the goal of this podcast is to help me learn a little bit more about the game, the history of the game as well. So this, will, this is going to hopefully do that as well. So if, if you're interested in doing that, you know, I would I would love to hear from you. You could record that uh, that audio file, and it, if it can, can come out as an MP3, that would be fantastic. Um, but if you could send that to me at a yank on the footy at gmail.com, or I think you might be able to send it to me as a direct message on Twitter to at yank underscore on. That's at capital Y A N K underscore O N. So yank on the footy at gmail.com or at yank underscore on on Twitter. You know, I would love to hear from you. I'd love to get some great stories that I could go ahead and include. And if, if I've got enough, this could be several episodes that we share. And I could share several episodes as we're you know, going into the tips for the, the subsequent rounds as we go forward here. So I'd love to hear from you. You know, if you would you know, take a couple of minutes, I would truly appreciate hearing your story. So that's my request of you. Okay, I, you know, I don't have a whole lot other than that that I wanted to get into today, but I wanted to get that out there and hopefully have a few days to where I can hope get some of these submitted to where I can go ahead and uh, upload these into one of the next or one of the upcoming uh, episodes of the podcast, which, you know, my next episode is going to be episode number 50, which, and I have to tell you folks, I am stunned by that. I, if you would have told me, this time last year when I was really starting to think about doing a podcast, which was right about now, that I would be on episode 50 in September of the following year, I'd have thought you were crazy. 
And I, I, again, I can't thank those of you who are listening enough for tuning in, for sharing it with your friends. I love the fact that you share with it. If you have more friends, by all means, share it with them as well. I would love for them to, to get on board and, and take a listen and, and hear what I have to say. Now, some of the episodes are going to become a little dated because they're dealing with specific weeks of the season. And I'm in the process, I've compiled a list of about 35 different individuals that I'm reaching out to, hoping to set up interviews. And I, I would love to hear from you as well. So again, you know, if you've got an idea for a show topic, which I've got a couple that I'm doing a deep dive on, uh, or if you are somebody who would love to come on for an interview, you know, even more in depth than say the little audio file that you share with me, by all means, shoot me a DM on Twitter. Send me an email at a yank on the footy at gmail.com. I would love to get in touch with you. I have about three more weeks, four more weeks of, of busy schedule with regards to my public address announcing. I have about, uh, eight or 10 more soccer games that I have to announce and then another four or five, maybe six football games that I have to announce. And then my, my announcing season will be over for this year and I'll be able to, uh, I'll be able to devote a little bit more time to getting interviews set up. So I'm hoping to hear from you. Don't forget. I do have that, uh, mailing list that there's a link to that in the show notes. So if you'd like to sign up on the mailing list and be one of the first people to get a uh, the email that has the new episode in it as it comes out. And there are right now, and I've been talking about the mailing list for a while, I believe I have about 25 people on there right now. So when this episode comes out, they'll be the first ones to receive it. I send it there first before I put it out onto Twitter or any of the other social media sites. So that's out there if you'd like to sign up, okay? I have uh, a former student of mine who is a pretty good artist that is actually working on some t-shirt concepts and things of that nature and sticker concepts that I'm hoping to have available in the next week or two. So, you know, if you're, if you're interested in that sort of thing, I'm going to have a uh, little storefront that I'll share a link with you on where I'm, you will know, have t-shirts with the, the yank on the footy um, podcast logo on there and a couple of other things as well that I'm hoping to get out and uh, and share with you to help, you know, spread the message and get more people hopefully listening. You know, I've, I'm closing in on uh, 8,000 downloads total in the first 10 months, which is not, a, you know, to me, that's a significant amount to big podcasts. That's not a whole lot, but they're, you know, they tell us if we're averaging, you know, the podcast universe says if you're averaging 100 downloads per episode, then you're doing pretty well. And I'm doing that, so I'm doing a little better than that. So I think I'm doing pretty well. So I can't thank you enough for that. The fact that you, that many of you are taking time out of your busy day, you know, listening, you know, in in your car on the drive to work, or if you're if you're stuck at home, which you know we have, uh, you know, the restrictions that are still going on in Victoria, and I and I hope those get better as soon as possible. But again, I can't thank you enough for taking time out of your day to listen to to me. That is, again, so, so humbling. And I truly, truly appreciate it. You know, I, I have a couple podcasts that I listen to that are that are must-listen-tos that I, I try to catch every single episode. And I, I tend to listen to a genre of 
true crime podcasts more often than anything. But, you know, I, I enjoy listening to, you know, the people that the podcasts that I've had on here. I enjoy tuning into the Kick to Kick podcast and the Junk Time AFL podcast and, uh, you know, several of the other people that I've talked to that have, that have got shows as well. I love turn, tuning into to Frode's uh, podcast as well. So some wonderful ones out there. And I, I truly appreciate you taking, you know, time and, and deciding that, that mine is worthy of your time. And again, I, I, I humbly thank you for that. I really do. So, ladies and gents, don't forget that while you can find all of the episodes of this podcast at yankonthefooty.podbean.com, you can also find it on your favorite podcast provider. And in fact, as of right now, it is on, I believe, Amazon Music. The podcast was just uploaded there. So if you're somebody who has Amazon Music, I don't, but the podcast is there. If that turns out to be a better platform for you, um, you can certainly use that one. You know, I would love it if you consider giving uh, it a review on Apple Podcasts if you like the, the show. You know, uh, if I've earned a five-star, I would love it. I would appreciate your honesty. Um, you know, that lets Apple know that, hey, this one's worthy of, uh, of, of people listening to. So maybe it gets a little bit more of a prominent showing somewhere on their website when somebody types in, you know, football in the search engine for podcasts. And, you know, don't forget, you can reach me at a yank on the footy at gmail.com or at yank underscore on on Twitter. And you can also find me on Facebook and Instagram at a yank on the footy. I would love to hear from you. Send me a note. Send me a message. Again, I'm, I'm hoping to get some some great snippets of information about your favorite finals memory. Because, you know, this grand game is about to enter, you know, three or four weeks worth of of wonderful, wonderful footy, exciting footy that's going to lead to one of these eight clubs hoisting that cup. Okay, so I, I appreciate you tuning in, and this is going to be a great finals. I don't think it should have an asterisk next to it because a lot of these clubs have gone through hell just to get this season taken care of. So, yeah, sure, they played five fewer games. Not everybody got to play on their home ground. There weren't a lot of fans there, but... I'm pretty impressed by what these players did to put the season on for us to enjoy. So imagine what this this winter would have been like for you in Australia had the season shut down and everything else was still still going on the way that it is. I think it would have been maddening. So I, I'm I'm thrilled that they were able to, to get this season, you know, carried off for us and be able to get it going. So I do want to thank uh, Mr. Joseph McDade for the use of a couple pieces of his music. I'm using Elevation and Backplate. You can find his music at josephmcdade.com backslash music. He's also on Spotify. He's probably on Amazon Music as well. Uh, I want to thank him for his hard work and his great music. Again, if you haven't uh, done so yet, if you want to sign up for the mailing list, it is on the, uh, the show notes. So go ahead and do that. And like I said, I'll, I'll send that out to, to you first thing before it goes anywhere else. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you for listening because while we're fa- we're fans of our clubs, we're deep down we're fans of a game that we all love, and that's the game of footy. And again, thank you so very much for listening. I ask that you consider sharing the podcast with your friends and family. If you've done that already, maybe you've got some other friends, as I'd mentioned earlier, that they haven't heard about it yet. And may your dribble kick never hit the post. I'll catch you later. 
This has been episode number 49 of A Yank on the Footy. Don't forget that you can reach me at yank underscore on or at yankonthefooty at gmail.com. You can also find me on Instagram and Facebook at a yank on the footy. Again, thanks for listening, and I hope that you'll consider sharing the podcast with your friends and family. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, goodbye.